Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. And you weren't even drinking water this time. No, I, I, I stocked up. I got the Camelback full. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Or, uh, I, yeah, I cameled up. I drank some water before we started is what I'm trying to get at here. Got it. And uh, I know the listeners uh, have been on bated breath since last week's sure. episode. Uh, about uh, about 45 minutes of the lapse since we started recording that one. The one we started recording this one, I am up $10 in the great Bitcoin investment of 2017. Again, thank you for taking time out to be here. Yeah. I know and, uh, you don't have to. After all transaction fees and you know losses from those, and they've been recouped. And even with my, my processing fees to, to cash out, I'm still, I can get two Little Caesars pizzas. That's, that's a lot of Little Caesars. Just, just, just being paid pizza, for, my, pizza. For, for my assumption of risk in this fictional <laughs> store of value. You're doing good. And if you don't love that about America, then frankly, we've got nothing for you here yeah. on Conspiracy of the Show. Yeah, you shouldn't, shouldn't be listening to this goddamn podcast. If you don't think that's awesome, sounds like MKUltra already got to you, right? MKUltra... They've gotten to everyone. There, I think that name, aside from George Bush, comes up in more podcasts on yeah. this show than anyone else. And we're not even specifically looking for it. They just pop up. They're just everywhere. Yeah, if the, if we did an episode about how Katy Perry is actually John Benet Ramsey, we would find MK Ultra and George H.W. Bush. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Just like Bitcoin's about to be, baby. All right? Everywhere. In the developing world, all right? We're talking zero <laughs> transaction fees across borders around the globe, decentralized, no Federal Reserve, no nothing. It's, it, it's, it's the dream. This shit is a rocket, baby. Get on it. Yeah. Get on it if you want to go where it's going. Isn't it illegal to talk about your investments on a podcast because then that would supposedly influence the value of whatever it is? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard something to that effect before. I sure hope not. <laughs> uh, if it is, it's on me. So Adam's Adam has zero Bitcoin holdings. Yeah, I have no holdings in Bitcoin, and now I guess I never can because Connor has poisoned the well. <laughs> I didn't, I'm forever. trying to protect you, dude. You got more to lose than I do. I don't have an apartment. I didn't sign a lease. Okay, I don't have like sound reducing foam and Prince drawings on the walls. I mean, what, I'll move into a shittier place with more fat guys and immigrants. Okay, that's what I'll do. I, I got nowhere to go but down. I got a drill. I'm going to the center of the earth. <laughs> Uh, I do have all of those things. You do. Not to brag. I didn't even go through every silly item in this room. It's quite a few. Yeah, it's it's evolved a lot Yeah, over the past year. Foam fingers? No fire alarm. We should put that back in here someday. Oh. Was, eh. Battery started dying. Was doing that yapping. Yeah. Had to take that out. It's not like this is the room where a fire would be most likely to start. All this electrical equipment. And me and a dog that always knocks it over. Lights draped in paper. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, you're raising a lot of good points here, dude. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah, we got it. So we're talking about antidepressants today. Yeah. And whether they cause mass shootings. This shit is interesting. I mean, you see it this is. bandied about a lot, and there seems to be a lot of ants, you know, kind of a... Not anecdotal, but some kind of like no, no, no evidence, whatever you call that, just the kind of like no, no. yeah, like, the, Maybe. where there's there's connections, but there's no like we don't know if the connections mean anything. Kind of hard to research unless you just want to get a bunch of people for a year and ask them every week, like so shooting a bunch of people one to ten, where are we at? <laughs> two, all right, back at a two, very good. Yeah, 
But I mean, they they should probably do something along those probably, lines. Probably, yeah. Seems like it. And then I feel weird reading it because I'm on antidepressants, and I'm just like, I don't want to kill everybody, just me. I thought this is so weird. <laughs> yeah, we should point out that we're not doing this episode to. Uh, uh, Meaning to give people advice on whether they should take antidepressants. No, we are not talk doctors. To your, talk we are to your, just financial advisors. Which talk is to your M- MK Ultra sponsored doctor. Yeah, about whether antidepressants are right for you. And and bringing it full circle, if you want to get an MK Ultra doctor, you have to pay them in Bitcoin. They can't have that <laughs> shit on the official books. Yeah, there's no kidding? log log books with an MK Ultra doctor. None. The drugs they prescribe. Holy shit. Yeah. So the. Th- Theory, I mean, most the, the most simple way to put it is that nearly every mass shooting incident in the last 20 years and multiple other instances of suicide and isolated shootings all share one thing in common, SSRIs, or Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors, which include Prozac, Celexa, Zoloft, Paxil, etc. What are you taking? Uh, Zoloft. Fuck. So I'm at, I'm at risk. Yeah. You never yeah. know when I'm going to come up the elevator with a heater. Yeah. I can't decide which workplace you're more likely to shoot up. Probably mean boys, just because it's not air conditioned. Yeah. And the fact that you're calling that a workplace is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> You've been there. <laughs> not it's, a lot of work, barely a place. <laughs> it's where you, do, do you work? You do your podcast there? I do, yeah, yeah. It's with an annual GDP in the 5,000s or something. <laughs> uh, more than that now, actually. Uh, yeah, it is a... Uh, it is interesting because I, I, when I first uh, started taking Zoloft, I did. I understand how people like people say they're suicidal. I just became very indifferent to being alive at first. Yeah, which was a plus from being very opposed to being alive. Sure, you know. Sure. So I will say that, like, I'm not. You know, I personally am kind of a proponent of these kind of drugs. They've been very uh, effective for me in my personal life. Uh, although I'm not a very violent or angry person really so i don't know if you are if that's exacerbated by this whatever the the gene is that might correspond with this that makes you want to kill a bunch of people i i don't seem to have yeah so, it is interesting though we should uh break the uh heaviness of the moment to check in on our elf race oh i didn't mean to be heavy i was just a... <laughs> no oh, i man. was just making a joke anyway. oh, okay because we're recording these during the holidays, yeah. instead of our usual online-stopwatch.com timer, we're using the online-stopwatch.com elf race timer, and in 37 minutes and 42 seconds, we're, we will know if one of us wins this race or if two of these fucking mutant freak shows in the middle, the alien and the woman, uh, <laughs> are going to be victorious yeah. you'll, you'll note that my uh, my pick was the reindeer who has been steadily in last place the entire time yeah and i got the i have the white elf he's uh he has the privilege of being in the lead right now <laughs> you'll note that repeating background they they tried not hard at all no they got a real hanna-barbera vibe here <laughs> those those hills behind them aren't even moving like perspective wise no so. no yeah all right that was fun so SSRIs are the most commonly prescribed antidepressants. They ease depression by increasing levels of serotonin in the brain. Serotonin is one of the chemical messengers that carry signals between brain cells, and SSRIs block the reabsorption or reuptake of serotonin in the brain, making more serotonin available. SSRIs are called selective because they seem to primarily affect serotonin, not other neurotransmitters. 
Yeah, good they, pod. Uh, my my idea of it is it's kind of like a you know when you, you finish the bowl of weed and you then you smoke the resin. This yeah. is just making it so your brain smokes the resin. You get every little bit of the uh, the happy juice. Yeah, that out makes of your stomach. That's a good way to to describe it. Uh, anti- I'm trying to think of in terms that the unpops listeners can understand. <laughs> Weed's a good route to go. Yeah. Antidepressants, mostly SSRIs, have been blamed for violence by a variety of individuals and organizations, from Rick Perry to Alex Jones. And Tyler Perry. (laughs) Theorists believe there are many reasons that the mainstream media would avoid covering this, or that they are actively trying to deceive the public. MSNBC is a money laundering operation for the Pfizer Corporation. (laughs) Operization for the Pfizer Corporation. I added one extra ization <laughs> and I decided to double down on it. It made more sense. Yeah, it made it look like a character choice and not just the sleep deprived uh, half riffs of uh, your current beleaguered podcast host. <laughs> the government, mainstream media, and pharmaceutical companies are working together to keep this under wraps and that individuals who've come out against SSRIs have died under mysterious circumstances. Those are all things conspiracy theorists claim. Depressed people do just do mysterious shit, though. Yeah, that's how depression works. I mean, I'll just go take a walk in the rain in a bad neighborhood. You know, I mean, and then if someone was like, Connor died, it's because he was getting too close to the truth with his (laughs) ISIS podcast and his other ISIS podcast. (laughs) Conspiracy theorists claim that focusing on firearms bans or magazine restrictions in the wake of mass shootings are deliberate attempts to hide the evidence that prescription drugs are the real cause. Has anyone ever made a magazine magazine where it's just all about, like, fucking magazines? That would be very meta, if nothing else. Yeah. Like, uh, you mean like mag- like gun mag, but not just gun magazines? Like a magazine about actual magazines? No, about, about gun, gun magazines. magazines. But you could Because there's, like, way more gun magazines than you'd think. I went to the, the, the Bass Pro Shop in Springfield, Missouri, which I guess is, like, the sure, first one, sure. like, the headquarters. And uh, it's just gigantic, and there's so many Larry the Cable Guy endorsed products. Like he's of just, course. Oh, he has his own. Probably lives there. Socks and like s'more apparatus and all this shit. And there's just a bunch of fish that just live in a mall, and you feel bad for them. <laughs> That's pretty rough. And like I, ducks and shit. Yeah. Um, like like twice a day, someone's just like, oh god, there's a fucking there's a duck in women's wear. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, Larry the Cable Guy's got to have so much fucking cash. By oh, now. for sure. Yeah, he's That's like insane. He's done to selling out what I'm doing to Bitcoin, and he's he's got in at the right time. <laughs> yeah, he's murdering it. They they also claim it may be a way to oppress the people of the United States by medicating them into complacency and then using the excuse of mass shootings to take their firearms. Yeah, I'm not. Com- <laughs> I'm not completely not convinced that this isn't just to pacify me. Yeah, I mean, there's always something to that, opiate of the masses, which wasn't even, I mean, that's not, that's referring more to religion, but Yeah, it's a theory that it's not unheard of, that well, governments do things to keep their people in line. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, you know, I think the, the drug companies and the government, I think they get together for coffee once in a while and compare notes, for sure. Well, I mean, the fact that no one has gone to prison over the opi- opioid crisis 
on yeah. the drug company side that tells me true. the government and drug companies probably meet up. And I do find the depressed person tends to be a little bit smarter, more self-aware, more kind of clued in than the average person. You know, maybe yeah. part of the reason that they're depressed. So if you can come up with something that makes these people just, you know, content with continuing to not start their business or not research their article or whatever it is, it's kind of yeah. like, oh, it's better for for them. Right. Yeah. There's this list of mass shooters that is at the basis of this conspiracy. Oh, I'll just I'll double back to that with a thought I just had. It's like we're running out of when we're running out of space for new machines, but there, there's never there's always more room for cogs. Cogs are in high demand, and everyone's just like, no, we'll we'll make the machines. You yeah. yeah, we just need you'll be a great cog. We can put you up a little higher than the other cogs. You'll be yeah. fine. This list it was put together by a man named. By a, name, a man named John Noveski, who is the founder and owner of Noveski Rifle Works, which that part, he's arguing that mass shootings are a drug problem and not a gun problem. Oh, okay. And he owns a rifle company. Yeah. Doesn't so it always seem to work that way? Yeah. So there's a... a if, there's some, if some guy shoots up a school and uh, he's just like a big Nerdist fan or something, we'll all just be like, well, it's not a podcast problem. It's a drug yeah, problem. Exactly. Okay? There's nothing wrong with... Your friendly small scale. We really can't afford to lose this podcast host. He uh, he put this list of mass shootings together, and he says that every single one, the thing they all have in common is that they were all taking SSRIs. And some of the names on the list: uh, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who obviously did the uh, Columbine shooting. They their medical records have never been made available to the public. Uh, so it's not confirmed if that's the case, but they're on the list. Uh, a, a kid named Corey Badsgard, who was 16, uh, went to Waluki High School. He was on Paxil, which caused him to have hallucinations. Hey. When he took a rifle to his high school and held 23 classmates hostage, he has no memory of the event. Uh, and it just it goes on and on and on. There's, uh, you know, all all the hits. All your faves are on the list, um, and every single one this this guy claims, every single one of them was taking antidepressants or SSRIs. And again, it's kind of a correlation and causality thing, because it's like, if you're going to kill a bunch of people, you're probably depressed. So is this just like kind of just another symptom of that initial problem, or is this like actually contributing to it? You don't right. Really know. Yeah. I don't know how you tease that data out. Yeah, and it's that's the thing. You know, people cite this list as fact when they're make, making the argument that drugs are the issue. But that's exactly the thing. This guy owns a rifle company. He's not he's not doing the research that a scientist would do in he's, putting something like this together. He's got skin in the game. And right. really what he's done is just kind of go find... I'm sure we could do the same kind of thing with, like, you know, race or boat ownership or left-handedness. And you, you could come up with a pretty impressive list because uh, I don't know if you've uh, checked the Twitter moments. So we have a lot of fucking shootings in this country. So yeah. there's no shortage of uh, data there. So I just kind of feel like it's, yeah, it's tough to, uh, to tease out the, uh, the conclusion between correlation and causality. Yeah. A lot of the information appears to come from a website called Or as Alex Jones would say, Correlization <laughs> and causality daddly. <laughs> Uh, the information comes from a website called SSRIStories.org. Ooh, that's my dear penthouse form. SSRI yeah. sto dear SSRI Stories. <laughs> Had diarrhea for another consecutive week today, but boy, did I like the way the sunshine felt on my arms. I never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> uh, there are many, 
many issues with the claim that every or even most mass murderers were on psychiatric medications and with this list. For one thing, the list doesn't cover all the mass shootings, murders, or suicides. Uh, well, there's a there's a there's a storage limit on your Google Drive, so I mean, yeah, that's true. There's probably he probably probably bumped up against it. He hit the maximum number of lines because yeah, there's a lot of suicides, and that that list yeah. we just looked at obviously doesn't cover all the suicides that have happened over the past however many years. Yeah, and in a lot of these cases, there was no access to the medical records. So even if these people were prescribed those medications, we don't know if maybe they were taking them and then went off them, and that's what caused it. Yeah. Uh, we don't know when they were taking them at all in relation to when the shooting happened if you don't have actual medical records. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's uh, not dotting his I's and uh, crossing his T's. They also don't take into account that antidepressants take some time to Wait, work. Would you say he's not dotting his SSRIs? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, it also doesn't take into account that antidepressants take some time to work. True. Because a lot of these claims... You've got about two to, th- two to four weeks of just shitting your pants before you're shitting your pants and in a better mood about it. Yeah, that's always the hardest thing when they prescribe shit like that. They're like, it's going to take a month. Yeah. Like, Fuck. I don't want to... Well, need that instant gratification. I think, uh, yeah, well, I, I saw my doctor recently because I'm tapering off of mine, and every two weeks uh, is when you want to drop, you know, one minimum dose increment of however much you can break your pill in half. So it's like you want to go 175, you know, uh, 50, 25, 25 every other day, and, you know, you yeah. do it in two-week increments, and then that's kind of how long it takes for the levels of it to change in your blood because it's not like a uh, like a psychoactive drug like a xanax where you take it and it's out of your system in x number of hours and then the half-life you know depletes you know you're not yeah. feeling it and eventually you couldn't tell you ever took it unless you did a hair test it kind of builds up and you develop, you develop kind of a resistance to it or whatever it's kind of a, not a resistance but you it builds up in your system and more and more of it you know is active yeah yeah, I took uh, Stratera for a while, which I hated. That's a weird. That's like risk, but it's more complicated. Yeah, exactly okay. like that. And it when I went off it, I just went off it cold turkey, and it gave me head shocks. Oh yeah, like brain zaps. Yeah, those are Wild. the fucking worst. Yeah, very. Str- I had one of those. I had those while I was driving one time because I, I, I like, yeah. missed a couple days. I was just forgetful, and I was just like, "What the? F- I need to. I had to pull over. I had to like you know. It's creepy. Yeah, like, it's it, very weird. Uh, makes you feel like you're gonna have a stroke or something. Kind of, yeah. Like, like you just don't know what that. And you just kind of lose track of time a little is. bit. Yeah. yeah, it's odd. Uh, it's like trying to start a car and it's not turning over, but it's your fucking head. Right. So yeah, there's also the issue of correlation versus causality, which we've already brought up. Because uh, it's one of one, uh, one of like several smart sounding phrases I know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a thing that that you'll hear in any conspiracy uh, discussion at some point. Yeah. For stuff like this. Here's People. another one. If you want to just jump into any argument and sound really smart, blank is not the problem. Blank is the symptom. <laughs> right. And you immediately are like, oh, maybe. It, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I just right. lost this argument. God damn it. Yeah. So shortly after posting, this is, again, this is the kind of thing Snopes would just throw out there at the end and be like, nah, it's fine, yeah. though. Uh, shortly after posting this on Facebook, Noveski died in a car accident. <gasps> This was actually his last social media post he ever published. Oh, that <laughs> like, blows. That blows, man. 
Because that's not going to do shit to make this conspiracy theory. Have go I told away. you about the porn star Shyla Styles passed away, and she still has her Twitter set up to automatically tweet her horoscope every day. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Shyla's no. agent, get in there and turn that off. It's just, it's not a good look. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, right. She's the one who killed herself, right? I think she did. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking awful. There's a comedian named Jesse Case who had cancer, and he had a funny idea. He had like he has like an email sent out to some close friends that after he dies, he's gonna keep tweeting as a ghost for like many years. <laughs> just like pre-written tweets that he just did when he got diagnosed. I always thought that was very funny. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, Oregon State Police said Noveski, who was 36, was driving his Toyota Land Cruiser West on Highway 260, you know, near El Camino Way in Grants Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, the, if you drive a Toyota Land Cruiser, of course you're going to want to die. Yeah. <laughs> and of course you're in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, this was at approximately 9.13 p.m. on January 4th, 2013. He went around a wide curve, drove across the oncoming lane and a dirt highway shoulder until he struck two large boulders. The vehicle rolled, and Noveski, who wasn't wearing a seatbelt, was ejected. Theorists, mainly gun proponents, claim that Noveski was killed because he compiled and published this list. Of course, Alex Jones also subscribes to this theory. Cosign! (laughs) Theorists bring up that this theory is not far-fetched. They claim the government does this sort of thing all the time. They do the same thing for me when I publish my new rib recipe. (laughs) 18 black vans were circling my house. They knew I discovered secrets to flavor they'd only dreamed of. (laughs) One instance they cite is Frank Olson, a senior research microbiologist who was working on the CIA's mind control research program, MKUltra. Oh. Here yeah. it is. MK Ultra drinking game at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go back and listen to all of these episodes and drink every time MK Ultra comes up. Yeah. You'll die. After Olson expressed his desire to leave the program, he was with a CIA agent in a New York hotel room and is alleged to have committed suicide by throwing himself off the 10th floor balcony. In 1994, Olson's sons were successful in their efforts to have their father's body exhumed. Now, none of this would have happened if they'd gone to InfoWars.Store.USA and purchased one of our brand-new jetpacks available for a limited time. How many, how many do we have of these left, Kenny? Only 14 left in stock. They can be yours alone for 79 Bitcoin. Now, I think that's a bargain, considering you'll not only get the power of flight, but you will be CIA secret murder queue proof. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Ugh. I hurt myself for you people. For your amusement, <laughs> I do this. Ow. Um, in 1994, his sons had his body examined by James Stars, professor of law and forensic science at the, Brother Na- of Patrick. <laughs> at the National Law Center at George Washington University. Stars' team concluded that the blunt force trauma to the head and injury to the chest had not occurred during the fall, but most likely in the room before the fall. Which is why we're off in limited edition helmets. And these come to you with a 9-11 was a lie on the front side, an InfoWars logo on the back side. And uh, Kenny, hey, how, many, how, many, how many of the trauma helmets do we have? We have 97 of these left, folks. I'm trying to secure more. I'm in negotiations with my manufacturer, but uh, I think we can offer 50 of these today. We're going to be doing a flash sale. <laughs> Use promo code promo code coup. <laughs> Is that C O U P? No, just C O O. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry kind of fucked it up when he was a. Uh, I don't know. I guess you. 
The evidence was called rankly and starkly suggestive of homicide, <laughs> which what a fucking great sentence that rankly is. Rankly is such a great word. Based on his findings in 1996, the Manhattan District Attorney opened a homicide investigation into Olson's death, but was unable to find enough evidence to bring charges. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a tangent. Yeah. But that's just one of the cases people point to when they go, see, the CIA kills people sometimes. For, for sure, yeah. But I don't know what it has to do I think what traffic guy. cops has for parking tickets, the CIA has for murder. Yeah. I think so. It goes, all right, gang, every, Christmas is just around the corner. They got a little like marker thing that they kind of tick up as the percentage yeah. increases. It's a quota. Yeah, like if you're having a sales contest at your fucking office. That's their job. They're just population control. Yeah, for sure. We just They do it. The problem's just not as bad as we thought, so they only have to kill a couple dozen people a year. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. Uh, so let's talk about there's a scientific study that a lot of conspiracy theorists point to called Prescription Drugs Associated with Reports of Violence Towards Others. I wonder what it's about. <laughs> it's published in 2010 by Thomas J. Moore and Joseph Glenn Mullen and Kurt D. Furberg. <laughs> the, these Furberg. three guys that just been bullied for their silly names and then they <laughs> yeah, forever band together to stop themselves from shooting up their grad school. <laughs> The study concludes that 1,527 cases of violence were disproportionately reported for 31 drugs. Primary suspect drugs included <laughs> Viagra, Cialis. <laughs> How great would it be if it's just like you got a boner? You're yeah. just like, oh, I got to kill something with this. <laughs> uh, Varenicline, which is an aid to smoking cessation, 11 antidepressants, six sedative and hypnotics, and three drugs for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. This is a quote from the study. Acts of violence towards others are a genuine and serious adverse drug event associated with a relatively small group of drugs. Ver Varenicline, which increases the availability of dopamine, and antidepressants with serato serotonergic effects were the most strongly and consistently implicated drugs. Mm. This study is cited by many articles and YouTube videos as definitive proof that antidepressants cause mass shootings and acts of violence. If you don't know what YouTube videos are, those are like articles for 13-year-olds and your yeah. parents. Yeah. yeah. There's, there was one in here that's 13 minutes long, and I watched it in the name of researching this, and I was just doing background shit while I was listening to it. And at one point, I was like, okay, this has to be close to done. And I went and checked, and I was three and a half minutes in. <laughs> it was uh, unlistenable. But there are, like any other scientific study, that, because there's a scientific study that uh, the pharmaceutical industry uses to push uh, the idea that opioids aren't addictive, and it's also yeah. super flawed. And that's kind of the same thing here. They're just looking at certain parts of the, of the study to kind of you know, push their, their point. But there are a lot of issues with the conclusion once you start looking at it. First, there's the author's conflict of interests. All three have been paid consultants in criminal and civil cases. In the footnotes, it says, Mr. Moore has received consulting fees from litigators in cases involving paroxetine and was an expert witness in a criminal case involving varenicline. Dr. Glenn Mullen has been retained as an expert witness in cases involving Mr. Clean. <laughs> Uh, varenicline and psychiatric drugs, including antidepressants, blah, blah, blah. So here, I take issue with the idea that that m represents a conflict of interest. Yeah, because, I mean, 
Because if you're, they, a, they're writing a paper about this thing that they're an expert about, and obviously, I mean, if you if you just your thing is you know a shitload about varenicline and how it pertains to the human psyche, you're gonna try to whore that knowledge out wherever it's applicable, you know? Yeah, and if you're a lawyer who maybe suspects that your client committed a crime because of the drugs they were taking. I mean, you're not going to go seek out the the doctor that's going to say, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You're, you're going to seek out the one that might side with you. And this makes it seem like just because these people aren't on the accepted side of the story, which is that antidepressants don't lead to mass shootings, then there's some sort of conflict of interest. But if someone were to come and testify to that and say, no, there's no correlation. We've never seen that. That wouldn't be a conflict. Of yeah, you wouldn't say like you're in the pocket of the NRA, you know, right. you'd be like, OK, you're just, you know, you're just going a- with prevailing scientific thought. But this is like the same kind of shit, like with what causes ulcers, how we had that wrong for so long. And it's like, well, maybe this is just, you know, something we haven't cracked yet. And then there's a few people that are slowly going to, you know, just be accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? There's um, there's another important uh, item to note is the data that they were working with. They gathered their information from the Institute for Safe Medication Practices uh, quarter watch database, which is uh, it tracks all adverse drug events reported to the FDA since 1968. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is very comprehensive. Holy shit. Yeah, that's like the vault, vault.fbi.gov. Of, yeah, uh, how did that not come up? Of pooping yourself. I wonder if they're, uh, yeah, we'll look later. Yeah. See if that guy who died in the car crash is on the <laughs> FBI vault website. Uh, we, sh- we need to create some kind of Reddit bot that just does this for us. Yeah. <laughs> Siri, <laughs> you know what to do. Searching FBI.gov. Uh, the FDA, FDA publishes all adverse drug event reports that it receives in the FAERS system or FAERS system, which stands for FDA's Adverse Event Reporting System, uh, to be used for research. But the study limited its data to cases with serious outcomes as defined by the FDA and which includes death, disability, hospitalization, a life threatening event, or an event that required medical intervention to prevent harm. Or other medically serious conditions. I would be interested to go check this ba- uh, this database and, and look at the correlation between purchasing uh, truck nuts and being on meth. <laughs> I feel like I might be sitting on a whole fucking scoop there. Where do you even buy truck nuts? I, I mean, it's got to be an I don't internet. I don't know if I've ever seen them for sale in the wild. But yeah, I mean, it's got to be an internet thing. Let me tell you exactly where you get truck nuts. <laughs> now, these are made 100% American-made neoprene. They will not dangle. They will not break. They will keep your truck safe from looking like a bitch. And uh, if uh, what Kelly... (coughs) 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 Oh. Oh, God. If you're wondering why he hasn't been on the show lately, that's why. You're going to spend all your Bitcoin money reconstructing your throat. Just on chamomile. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So this is from the FDA's own website. The main lip limitation of the fares data is there is no certainty that the report that the reported event, adverse event or medication error was due to the product. The mm. FDA does not require that a causal relationship between a product and event be proven and reports do not always contain enough detail to properly evaluate an event. It's like, you know, people that bought Imodium, uh, you know, used the bathroom at the gas station without purchasing anything. It's like, I don't think Imodium makes you do something, makes you want to disrespect Arco employees. I think, right. you know, they might have just <laughs> had the shit. 
Yeah, the uh, this is another quote. The FDI, FDA does not receive reports for every adverse event or medication error that occurs with a product. Many factors can influence whether an event will be reported, such as the time a product has been marketed and publicity about an event. There are also duplicate reports where the same report was submitted by a consumer and by the sponsor. Because of this, the FDA states, FAIR's data cannot be used to calculate the incidence of an adverse event or medication error in the U.S. population. So that's a big problem with this study that people are citing to prove that antidepressants are causing mass shootings. It's that the data they're using, the, the agency providing the data flat out says you can't use this to calculate shit yeah. in the U.S. population. So that's a problem. <laughs> uh, one of the most overlooked points in the articles that use this data is that violent cases were infrequently reported, accounting for 0.25% of all reported serious adverse drug events and were confined to a relatively small number of drugs. So even though 1,527 cases of violence seems like a lot, it's only a very tiny percentage of serious adverse effects. And given the limitations of the FAIR system, it is not indicative of the U.S. population and not proven that the antidepressants cause the violent acts. Especially with something like suicide. I mean, that's not something that... I feel like if you just wake up with a headache, you're just kind of like, mm, okay, I'll just shrug this off. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if there's not other drugs we should be looking into more for suicide. Like, yeah. you remember after Robin Williams died? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, Rob... Every, sh- every single <clears throat> comedian's parent asked him if they were okay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that. And uh, Rob Schneider posted a thing and was like, uh, the Parkinson's drugs he was taking, suicide was one of the main... Uh, side effects. Are we going to look into that at all? Mm. And people were like, <laughs> "Shut up, Rob." Schneider. Yeah, everyone was like, "Shut up, Rob." Idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that seemed like such a perfectly valid thing to Deuce look Bigelow, into. European Crusader for Truth. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you look into that? And yeah, and if it was like, why don't we know by now? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's one of those things where it's like you don't see a lot of. There are certain deaths where every six months you see another article about, like, well, Carrie Fisher actually had this in her system, and yada, yada, yada. And it's just yeah. like, that one, I haven't seen a lot of that post-event trickle coming out, right. really. Yeah, it, it was just pretty cut and dry. Yeah. So, who knows? The study also did not look at how many people who take antidepressants actually experience this side effect. They don't look at how many people who experience side effects commit violent acts, but it is portrayed this way in reports, videos, and blog posts. There's also no numbers on how many people have been prescribed SSRIs since Prozac's debut in 1989. Why not? But from 2011 to 2014, 13% of Americans, 19% of adults, have reported taking an antidepressant. Wow, that's a lot. So the amount of people that have become violent while on an antidepressant is an incredibly tiny amount. Yeah, that's, that's a good like point. A fifth of the population has tried them, you know. Yeah. And that, you know, that would, you know, even if antidepressants are causing mass shootings in some cases, like if if we're talking a fifth of the population who is getting a benefit from it. Yeah. Would you even argue that we should stop prescribing antidepressants? Or it's just it's almost like a self-driving car thing. Like how many accidents yeah. they cause? Is it worth? And it's just like, well, it is like you know, outright loss of human life weighed against the comfort of you know, like whatever you know, eighteen point nine 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 percent of these right. people. So it's like, 
And very uh, very interesting moralist question. And then you also tie in like how much is the overall productivity, you know, output in terms of GDP, mood, national sentiment, and everything else affected by people, you know, not yeah. being depressed all the time. So it's a very uh, it's a very interesting question. That's that's uh, yeah. I dropped out of community college too soon to take the course that I could be <laughs> equipped to answer you. I never took a, a logic or whatever it was. And it it I think makes sense that. If it is antidepressants, but the number is that small, that it could be, yes, it's antidepressants, but also if you drill down on each of those cases, maybe they were misprescribed or yeah. uh, they were prescribed the wrong thing, misdiagnosed. Because it's like, I, this is something I realized, uh, you know, the reason I think everyone does at some point, that like a doctor can be just as bad as their, at their job as a Popeye's cashier. Oh, for sure, yeah. They can give a, just as little of a fuck and have just want to get through the day, you know? Yeah. There's probably a lot of doctors who got pressured into that shit by their parents, and they hate doing it. And, you know, I think... Uh, there definitely could be a lot of that. I, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, if you listen to Chet Wild talk about his kidney issues, for one thing, he's only got one. Yeah. And the one he has, like, there was one point where his doctors had him on this medication to treat this medical uh, issue he had. And for one thing, the medication caused symptoms that were exactly the same as the symptoms uh, of the condition he had, mm-hmm. so he kept taking it even after the was the, the issue was cleared up, uh-huh. uh, and also it was like deteriorating his kidney function this whole time. And yeah. there's he's looked through his medical records, and there's like where they've noted that oh kidney functions going down, and they kept him on the fucking medication and didn't tell him. Yeah, and it's like yeah, sometimes doctors are just bad at their fucking jobs. Yeah, they just don't care. And, and it's like, and, and with all these drugs, it's like if you give a bipolar person an antidepressant or a depressed person, a, you know, antipsychotic bipolar medication, it's like the the uh, just knowing from people in my personal life who've had that happen to the events can be cataclysmic. You know, it's yeah. like fucking, it's uh, it's I think it's just a lot of misdiagnosis, and the, these are all very slippery things to kind of get a hold of and figure out what you know how they need to be addressed. But it's just like, yeah, that's for sure going on. I mean, yeah. I could, I've seen it. You know, because the, I have like twelve friends, I've seen it. And and the one thing too. If, yes, all of these people, if taking antidepressants links them, that means also depression or mental illness links them also. Yeah. So maybe that's the like what happened over the last few decades that uh, changed the way we deal with mental illness. And that would be deinstitutionalization, shit like that. Like all of that, that's when these mass shootings, when we really started hearing about mass shootings was – Late seventies, early eighties, when Reagan right took- around the time we took prayer out of school. So yeah, exactly. Mm. This is God punishing us and nothing else. Yeah, um, but it's a uh, but yeah, like the once once we shut down mental institutions, homelessness got out of control. Oh fucking yeah, mental and all of these fucking shootings started. Yeah, it's like you know the states are the laboratories of democracy. Like California is the laboratory of just like feral homeless people that have been kind of like thrown out by the fucking system yeah yeah california it's interesting we think of it as such a liberal place but it's also kind of the testing ground for every awful thing conservatives have done like the crack epidemic started in California. Yeah. Fucking deinstitutionalization started in California. Like in, in a way, trickle down shit when we cut the property tax super low. So we've been yeah. broke forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's 
It's like we try Republican shit out in California and then send it out to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're also the most liberal state in the nation. You know, you know, what's the the greatest Republican legacy in California is Arnold Schwarzenegger's thing, where uh, the idea was I think just like the top two candidates in like a general primary get the nomination for for governor. So, and he was thinking like, well, that'll force Democrats and Republicans to be more moderate, you know, so right. we can get one of each. But what just happens is it's just a super liberal and like a you know like a neoliberal like you know yeah like kind of like average like run of the mill you know generic Democrat guy. So yeah. it's just like if you look at our senators, it's never it's never like you know Diane Feinstein and then you, you know fucking the the ghost of Gerald Ford. It's always just like uh, gran- granola fart pants and then okay Kamala Harris. So it's, I would vote for the ghost of Gerald Ford. I would. Too, yeah. Just, I would vote I, for almost any ghost. I think it's high time we have a ghost in office. <laughs> he didn't seem like a bad guy. Kind of, in con- he tripped a lot, but I mean, I don't know who doesn't. Yeah, I'm down. Let's check in on that race. It's only got three minutes left. I know it's heating up. Okay, oh. all right. Reindeer's reindeer's uh, picking it back up a little. That fucking green piece of shit. Oh, now I'm pulling out. Oh shit. So let's listen to let's listen to a video. I had never heard this. Uh, Michael Moore did Bowling for Columbine, and I don't think any of this came up in that documentary, but this is... Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the Christmas timer. Oh, hit the uh, hit the speaker thing yeah. there. <laughs> this, I've seen Bowling for Columbine, but I don't remember if this ever came up in that. It, it doesn't seem like it did, but this is him in talking Columbine, about... Uh, we never really came up with the answer. Uh, this is him talking about the possibility that uh ssr that he might be just a cartman character from south park <laughs> that <laughs> this is a pretty funny <laughs> hairdo for michael moore but uh but it's it's an interesting uh interview uh we never really came up with the answer in terms of why this happened i think we did a good job of exposing all the reasons that were given were a bunch of bs you know marilyn manson caused them to oh, do it fucking fire this this or that caused them to do it and none of it really made any sense. That's why I believe there should be an investigation in terms of what pharmaceuticals, prescribed pharmaceuticals, these kids were on. And, and perhaps uh, yeah, parents... Did we ever get a, a reason why Columbine happened? Um, Not really. It was just kind of like, yeah, they were It just would be shocking, edgy. <laughs> they were just edgy. <laughs> they were fucking innovators. Because I hadn't started it, my it podcast yet. This is the case. That this perhaps occurred for no other reason other than because of these prescriptions. Imagine what that would do. Imagine how people would totally rethink things. That's a good point. Grasping for every little straw they can to explain why something like Columbine happens, when in fact it may be nothing more than this. How else do you explain two otherwise decent kids, very smart, no history of violence to other kids in the school? Why them? Why did this happen? It's an extremely legitimate question to pose. And it demands uh, an investigation. Damn. Yeah. There's actually another. The Eli Lilly Corporation, pharmaceutical company. There's a couple company, parts of it. It's only for, two minutes. Uh, so. Nearly 15 years covered up their own internal investigation that showed that anyone on Prozac uh, is 12 times more likely to attempt suicide than those using other antidepressants. Not. 12 times more than the That is weird that they keep times more prescribing than those already it. on yeah. other antidepressants. This is a criminal act. And I want to know why these criminals are still walking the streets. Jeez, Michael Moore. <laughs> 
So yeah, that's an interesting. That is a good point. That oh, if and, we... then, and then the the maker of the YouTube video editorial. Oh, the the winner's been announced. Oh, finally. Yeah. Oh, Adam won. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Woo! Bullshit. That's twice now. I'm starting to think that guy just wins every time if you make it really a long amount of time. Oh, okay. Maybe one of them is a sprinter. Maybe they have different. We don't yeah. need to figure out the analytics of the <laughs> holiday flash game race. Uh, so, yeah, that. I mean, he does make a really interesting point in that if we did. The refs are mobbed up in the holiday online stopwatch timer, and I can prove it. If we did find out that mass shootings were just a drug thing, yeah. where we were just misprescribing drugs or overprescribing them, wouldn't that be such a fucking relief? Yeah, we wouldn't have to have all these like questions of conscience. Yeah, like, like um, all these like about like, well, what is it about our country? It'd just be like, yeah. oh shit, we just have more drugs. We're, just, we're <laughs> taking too many drugs. Holy yeah. shit, that's all it is. Like, but it does seem like also the thing that we're, they're never really gonna look into yeah that closely well just there's too much fucking money and they're like well i'll take some of my viagra profits and i'll use it to fucking cover up my my prozac uh, foibles yeah i don't know yeah it's crazy i really don't know either i'm yeah i'm kind of all over the place on this one it doesn't if nothing else there's not a lot of hard evidence or science behind it which is you know it seems like a thing that there could be science behind yeah and I don't know if we're just not looking into it. Well, for one thing, the CDC is prohibited from looking into gun violence and the causes of it. Yeah. So that probably has something to do with why there's never been an actual scientific study conducted on the cause of mass shootings. And all these all these databases seem to have their own different caveats of what they yeah. can actually tell you and what's actually reported within them. So that, the fact that we don't allow the CDC to look into why mass shootings happen, that, I feel like, lends a little credence to this. But there still needs to be more, yeah. more, more proof. More than there. just a Google Doc from a dead guy. Yeah, yeah. A uh, dead guy who was obviously killed by the government. Shouldn't be running for ghost senator of California. <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? But uh, this was interesting. This yeah. Was interesting episode. Very interesting. Uh, when is this going up? The 18th, then? This might be... No, because we still have an episode going up next Monday that we recorded a while back. Oh, okay. The so, uh, moon landing thing, and then... Well, the next Monday would be Christmas, so maybe yeah. so, January Oh, so this will go up 1st. January 1st. Yeah. Wow, okay. New Year's Day, kicking off the year. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy uh, New Year. If you need to laugh. <laughs> if you needed some chuckles, uh, just antidepressants listen. and mass shootings, it's, we're here for you. That's what we do. No, no one's ever <laughs> killed anybody that's listened to our shows yet. No, not yet. Uh, it's, sure coming, it's coming. Probably. Though, yeah. well, sure, sure. Don't do that, please. <laughs> listen to me and boys. Uh, fill out our uh, Google form. Uh, it's a uh, spreadsheet. Uh, lets us know where we have the most listeners, uh, where we're going to set up our live shows for our tour uh, coming in the, uh, the early uh, summer, late spring of uh, next year. And the more people uh, in your area that uh, throw their info down, uh, the more likely we are to set up a show. And uh, you guys will be getting a link to discount tickets and all that stuff coming up very soon. So please 
Go uh, take a second, fill that out if you have any interest in coming to see me. Live shows are a lot of fun. We have a dominatrix, you know, with just a bunch of people. Yeah. Telling jokes, getting beat up. You take a dominatrix on the road with you? We uh, we outsource them. We find them. They're all over the place. Yeah, I yeah. suppose there's one in every town. Well, you gotta you gotta go to the bathroom and just start trolling with your secret foot tap code until someone just drops a a, a leather whip underneath the stall door. Preaching to the choir, brother. Uh, what do we have coming up? Come to the Darkest Hour, which is the second Friday of every month at Westside Comedy Theater, eleven thirty p.m. It's a damn fun show. And also come to our live podcast the last Saturday of every month at the Hollywood Hotel, 9 p.m. It's free, goddammit. I don't know who's going to be on this month's show yet because we're recording this way, way in advance. In the past. But, uh, yeah, come out to all that. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.